Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Hello, my dear Padawans. Now we move on to the next level, that is cosmic physics. And we start with the chapter, the morning and all occupations. So let's start, my dearest friend and teacher. I'm ready, I trust and ask you to begin. It's as beautiful as always. To see and feel you, this joy that radiates from you, really great. I know I repeat myself every time, but if it's just that great, it would be so nice if I could somehow share it. But well, let's just keep going. Thank you. I'm smiling because I'm full of joy about the fact that we're accomplishing this work, Sylvia. Yes, that makes me happy to hear that you're also having so much Far fun. Far more than fun. Enlightenment is a desire for me. And we walk this path piece by piece. And with every moment more, we give people the important tools of knowledge. Hmm. This is, in my perception, one of the most beautiful tasks that I can have here. Thanks to you. Wow, thanks. Well then, I'm curious about what will be lectured on next by you. There's certainly still a lot to ho, tell. Oh, oh, yes, a lot then more indeed. Begin. My next important message to people is the emergence of so-called demons. Well, look, we've arrived at a very important chapter. I've often wondered if we'll ever touch on such a topic. We'll be used as it is used by the religions of the world. Might even have been introduced. And we actually wanted to avoid such topics. But apparently it is essential, yes. Because we absolutely have to correct this so too. So clear. I really dislike using the word demon mm. because it has no relation to the real energetic situations and states, but it is heavily influenced by the belief images of your world, Sylvia. Yes, exactly my point. I know, but you are using yes. it. Yes. Yes. Subtitles by the Immortal Committee. Because I can start very specific impulses with it. Then please begin. When I use the word demon, it's to clearly and distinctly isolate this topic from other mutilations of soul energies. To define, we have already learned that there are mutilations, or let's call it deformations, in a certain type of distortions of soul energies if it can, especially due to the circumstances I already mentioned. For example, tearing of the soul energy over shock, transformations in consciousness, further transformations of souls through false rituals and excessive drug use. So many more circumstances can cause this, but this should only name some of the huge ones. Subtitles of the when the soul is disturbed, 
torn apart, deformed or malformed over such experiences. Thus she sometimes also loses her powers and disintegrates into different soul fragments. In this process, the impure areas of the soul power split off more quickly. They get lost in a certain way to the original form. Two or more parts of an actual soul force remain behind. These shares now change differently in the cosmos. And they then also find themselves in different areas. Some of the soul fragments even begin to incarnate. But uh, we've learned that there can't be a human body without a soul and that weak soul energies can incarnate from the size of a mouse. Yes. If you're saying now that fractions can also incarnate into a human body, then these are probably also varying in strength. There are certainly more powerful fractions and less powerful ones. Yes, very well noted. Indeed, there are different power potentials of the souls to which this happens. This tornness, which you have also noticed in the lower levels, is also part of these soul fragments, literally torn apart. But since it is the contaminated and mutilated soul fragments that incarnate, Problems arise that you refer to as demons. In the end, this is just a consequence of the previous splitting of a soul. As far as I understand, there are people who incarnate as a healthy soul, but who experience some sort of possession. This would mean that the soul fragments seem to somehow manage to resonate or connect to go with this healthy soul, which is currently incarnate. So is this a different kind? Yes. We need to distinguish between individual soul fragments that attach themselves to a, and thus can animate a body just to set contaminated dark impulses. And those people who clump as a soul fragment and also seek the way to connect with other energies and to attach themselves. Both need a kind of consciousness. So enough power potential to release free will. What you refer to as occupation, this is the case when the soul fragment in its search for healing attaches to another whole soul. That's understandable on this path the soul fragments, whether powerful enough to incarnate in a group energy or not quite as powerful and clinging individually to other soul energies, they desperately seek according to the actual soul force that belongs to her. This kind of despair is inherent in everyone and of course it has different degrees. Occupation is a very own kind of energy in the cosmos. As you experience yourself, can you connect with different levels of consciousness and energy? And live direct communication, isn't it? Your strong power of light is what attachments or, let's say, unwanted connections are not possible. Since at least equivalent power 
would be necessary to stay in your energy permanently. But since it is a lot of power, this is not the case. Apart from the fact that the higher vibrating energies do not seek such a connection, it therefore selects itself through the power potential of the respective soul. Possessions can therefore primarily occur in souls that are generally already rather weak, and protection through their own light and their own power is not as strong. So weak souls, which may also have certain readiness for connection, convey to other levels or special readiness to communicate with other beings, attract such soul fragments. Nothing happens in the cosmos without permission, as you know. This kind of permission exists then in these weaker souls, which linger in the bodies of humans. And then, following this readiness, the soul fragments can this readiness, use, which represents a permission to connect more strongly with them. I um, can imagine this type of connection. How exactly does this work? How does resonance occur between the weak soul ready, its need, and the searching fraction of the soul? How does this work? Can you perhaps describe this process of connecting a bit Subtitles more in detail? Gladly. When the souls have this readiness within them, then they radiate that out. In a way, it's kind of a deficit in their energy potential. The feeling of unfulfillment, the feeling of lost loneliness, and so much more, which creates a need. This need and the associated permission affect these soul fragments, which, searching for their true soul, home like a magnet, wringing hands. If this resonance sets the two energies, the weak, unsatisfied perceiver and the searcher attract each other. Thus, this fraction of the soul begins to make its way into the human body, generating a connection with the other soul power to engage. Only if this person wants to change this again, by virtue of his energy and consciousness, then he can do that. But when both souls share, perceive this connection between a healthy soul and a fragment of a foreign soul as good and harmonizing. So, Nothing changes in this state for now. I just wanted to say it's not really the actual soul home, but just a substitute energy for the fraction of the soul. I can hardly imagine that the cosmos would allow such a exactly, thing. Exactly, my dear student. Good, very smart. Indeed, there are moments like that. And it is mostly those in which the actual soul power of the whole soul rises again. Mm. So let's take an example. The weak but whole soul energy begins retreat and meditation. Subtitles by the Amaro. In the process, its power potential increases. This means that she notices the foreign object, 
the foreign energy more clearly. That which was otherwise called from a sense of lack and was perceived as pleasant is now increasingly perceived as a foreign body. Yes, that makes sense. I remember my teacher during my shamanic training who always said, pay attention to your perception only. Only she will change. The cosmos is always as it is. You will just perceive him differently, depending on your need. State of consciousness. True words, true words. It's always as it is. But it is perceived differently. Thus perception remains the key to being. So then the soul, gaining in strength, takes this foreign king. Body, with which it was previously connected, but it was different. And then what happens? Then it usually wants to separate. But that's not so easy. That means others must help to remove such occupations. Yes and no. It is possible alone. Because when the power potential rises, so the dissonance naturally increases. This can essentially cause the soul and the fraction to separate again on its own. To be exact, the soul force separates itself from the fraction again. This applies to the fraction of foreign souls. Yes, it separates itself from the foreign fragment of soul. So just the energy growth completes this separation. But most of the time, such soul fractions do not separate. Want to separate to avoid returning to the state of lost, expelled feeling. And thus a kind of survival struggle begins. And then someone from outside has to resolve this kind of occupation, right? Correct. I see. And what happens to these soul fragments that are then, so to speak, decoupled? They enter one of the described levels. Usually one of the less luminous ones, as you can imagine. But you know, I fundamentally think it's good that a soul when it doesn't have much strength and thus is kind of twisting potential within itself, carries that such a thing can happen, always has the opportunity to regain so much strength that she can resolve it by herself again, to become themselves again. It's a nice feeling to know that it's possible. In principle, it's always possible and is possible. Only in quotes, it's up to each individual. And can this kind of occupation from a fraction to a soul also happen in the subtle levels? Or is that just in the body? This can actually only happen in the physical. That's what I think. In the subtle area. The souls themselves are still more conscious of themselves, even in a relatively contaminated state. Clearer. What I want to say is that even if they know they have lost soul fragments, therefore they do not reconnect with any soul fragments in the subtle area. But looking for their lost shares in the organic area, the body area, the incarnation, the unconsciousness of one's own contaminated parts 
can. Such a need is created. We might need to describe this search next because I think it's pretty intense. This is it. A little nudge for you. We've already recorded an episode about this. Subject of soul retrieval. Please check it out if you're more interested. But all right, moving on. Uh, I've got the principle. So what is referred to as the so-called demons? Um, grouping of several contaminated soul fragments because these are fractions that just have these negative contaminated parts to carry within so to speak uh, or have within late grow yes unfortunately the shapes you call demons detached contaminated and thus very confused fragments of the soul and that's the essence of my information on that Hmm, that's terrible. I keep coming to the point where I think, my goodness, that such a thing can even happen. Uh, darling, please don't question the cosmos. It is what it is. And it's part of the course of existence. Just as people stumble, fall down, or experience different kinds of injuries... Such things can also happen in the energetic field once in a while. But nothing is lost. Everything changes forever. The tools are ready. The souls must work exclusively and solely on getting to know the tools in order to grow with them. And as they grow, they heal again, simply without judgment. Yes, but, uh, you know, these lost soul parts, I feel a little sorry for them. It's terrible, this madness and searching and clinging and being pushed away again. Just imagine in the cosmos. It's crazy. Subtitles by the Amarda Rook. Love. It's not madness. It's a completely normal energetic course. And even if you might not understand, but it's part of being like being born and dying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. Don't worry. I mean, just saying, but okay, now I'm going back to the topic of demons, bundles of energy, fragments of souls or whatever, and summarize for me in hopes that I finally get it. Soul fragments can resonate at the deepest levels due to a certain type of resonance, equality, etc. Bundle them together so that they are large enough to possibly reincarnate as a form of energy. Yes. But they can't as a single, they can't incarnate directly, but can only do it through a kind of possession of a healthy soul, right? Right. Well, it's very simple. When you consider both, only whole souls can naturally incarnate in the bodies of humans. Mixed soul fragments, heaps as you call them, they can indeed animate forms of physicality. As soon as they are big enough, they can infiltrate organisms. Yes, but only in the form of an occupation. That's how it is. Souls are pulled into bodies. Yes. Energy bundles, as you just but, called um, them, 
are not drawn in the form of resonance, but they decide this occupation. That's a big difference. When a very weak soul incarnates into a human body, this soul can be overshadowed by the energy heap. And these fractions, completely over the healthy, but weak soul power is imposed. It's then a slightly different form of occupation, because it means the full appropriation of the soul core by these energies. And that's just awful. Sylvia. And you would call these people mentally confused in the world you are in. Right? <laughs> of course, only a whole soul can incarnate. Mm. But this does not mean they are out of danger. The mm. biggest form of attachment is when a whole pile of soul fragments is draped over them. I would not have thought that this is possible. Oh, yes, it works. This is not nice. Okay, and what happens if, for instance, this soul doesn't do any consciousness work in its lifetime? So check the frequency, doesn't lift at all, and doesn't even realize that something is lying above her in that sense. What happens then during the transition? In the transition, the soul and these soul piles, fraction piles, separate again. Since the soul vibrates at a different frequency, and the fractions also vibrate at a completely different frequency. Both must then go into their respective frequency world. That's it for today. Until next time. Okay, and what has the soul heap, the energy heap from this process now had he all the time? He experiences different moments without real awareness. But he is still in a different state than the one in the subtle world. So you're saying they do this as occupational therapy? Uh, not by such words. The cosmos will never just call something as such. They are looking for their soul home. They have created a certain type of energy, these energy clusters. All of this isn't really very conscious. So they keep searching, but as energy clusters, they can behave differently and hence they do. That's all for today. See you next time. Bye. But these are all shards of souls that have laid themselves over the soul. And if another soul belongs to one of these fractions, it begins to initiate the soul recovery. What happens? Very dangerous. Because this soul can't summon this fragment from this energy. Oh, really? Wild. No. What happens then? However... Soul retrieval activates energies that confuse the fragments wrapped around the soul. Still, the other soul really can't retrieve this shattered piece of soul. No, not as long as it's attached to another wow, soul. Wow, but now the shattered soul pile, the energy heap, could decide to use the power of resonance and that little bit of consciousness... It no longer attaches to this soul. Yes. And then the retrieval could also happen. Yes. What's the catch? If the energetics of the energy pile don't feel this impulse of soul retrieval strongly enough, so the impulse to no longer wrap around this soul is too weak, and it stays there. And what does it mean for the soul that now wants to retrieve the soul part? She must wait until this fraction heap detaches itself from the soul again. In the longest case, if you want to measure in your temporal line, only until death 
until the demise of the body it's attached Understood. to. Understood. Well, but souls don't perceive time as much. Yes. But there are still impulses that have a certain now. And there are also circumstances that carry certain incarnation impulses. Can this soul not retrieve its soul fragment? It can happen that the resonance changes, due to which she could have incarnated afterwards because she is whole again. And then she has to wait for another impulse from the cosmos, a different resonance. Wow, I understand. That means for me in the end, no fragment pile alone can animate a whole body. No, it only works if there's a whole soul in it beforehand. And this fragments, demon parts, call it what we want, it overlays. That's probably why it's also called a demon part, because it's actually only contaminated fields. Yes, and of course these interfere with the frequency of the actual soul. Mm -hmm. Confusion, despair... An incredible amount of torment goes with it for this soul. That's terrible. What can the soul do to protect itself from such a thing? This only happens to soul energies that are very, very weak. I understand. Okay, then I have no more questions now. Thank you very much for this. Once again, very interesting chapter. Shrimpy. Would you like to add anything more to this chapter? No. Well, then I'm looking forward to next time. Thanks. Mm. Love.